we will all have to face the death of a loved one at some time in our lives. I know this is a weird topic for a podcast, but I want to talk today about how the love of God transcends death. Welcome to the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast, brought to you by Restoring the Foundations International. Our desire is to equip you with biblical truth to empower you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. For more, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. Now, here's your podcast. Today's verse is 2 Corinthians 5.8. We are confident, yes, well-pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. This is Lee Whitman, and on November 21st, we faced the death of Cindy's 93-year-old father. His passing from this life made me ponder and more specifically ask questions about how we as believers face death. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.8, we are confident, yes, well-pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So how do we as believers approach the death of a loved one? My concern in bringing this podcast to you is that as believers, we either don't allow ourselves to mourn well because of some misguided theology, or we mourn as the world mourns without hope. As believers in Jesus, we can both mourn the loss of our loved ones from this life, but at the same time, we can celebrate because we know that they've entered into a whole new world, a world that is filled with the love of God. We can celebrate knowing that because of Jesus, we don't mourn as those who do not know Jesus. In 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 and 14, it says this, but I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. When we go to sleep in this world, we'll wake up in a whole new world, a world filled with the love of God, a love that we can only know when we make that final step from this world. And that step into our heavenly home is only available through the cross of Christ. Here's how we know that heaven is filled with the love of Father God. The life of Jesus is the most significant life in human history. Upon his birth, the king of the universe humbled himself, took on the form of a human. The Bible paints the picture of God the Father and Jesus the Son and the Holy Spirit looking down from their heavenly throne upon this sinful mess that mankind had made of this world that they created for us. The Bible says that out of their great love for us, they decided to send Jesus Christ to earth to provide a solution for the sin of man. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's out of God's love for us that he sent his son to save us from this mess. And to see an even greater picture of the heart of God, we must include John 3.17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. It is the love of Father God that wanted us to be saved and not to condemn us. So what did Jesus do when he came to earth and took on the form of a human being? He demonstrated his great love for fallen and broken people every step of the way. He personally touched those that the world and religion rejected. Now, many of us know the story of the woman at the well. 
The Bible says that she had been married five times, and the man that she currently lived with was not her husband. Now, divorce in that culture, in that day, meant that the husband had to issue a certificate of divorce. So this dear woman had been rejected by five husbands. She was someone who was also rejected by her own people due to her lifestyle of sin. The reason she was at the well in the middle of the day was to avoid the scorn of other women who went to the well in the cool of the early morning. Since she was a Samaritan, she would have been rejected by the Jews for being a half-breed. She was a woman, which would have caused men of that day to look down on her and treat her as property. In fact, men were not supposed to even talk with a woman who was not their wife. Yet in her encounter with Jesus, she was not rejected nor condemned, but rather she was accepted and valued by him. Jesus knew of her checkered background, yet he showed her undeserved love and kindness. He saw her for who she was created to be instead of what she had become. His love for her changed her life, and it changed the village she lived in. We can point to story after story in the Bible that demonstrated how Jesus looked upon humanity's condition and recognized their value. Take, for example, the story of the woman in Luke chapter 8. Luke 8 tells the story of a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years. She had tried everything she knew to do, spent all the money she had on doctors and remedies, yet still the bleeding continued. Now, we often sanitize this story when told in church, but her bleeding would have caused her to be an outcast from her community. She would have been religiously unclean due to this condition. And the bleeding, to be very blunt, would have caused a smell, a stench. They didn't have the sanitary products that we have today, so this lady would have had to try to cleanse her undergarments to remove the blood. And as hard as she tried, she would have smelled badly, causing more rejection. In Luke 8, it says that Jesus was on his way to bring healing to Jairus' daughter. The scripture doesn't really say this, but I almost picture Jesus slowing his progress in order to give this woman time to catch up to him in the crowd. She crawls on her hands and knees to sneak under the crowd in order to touch the hem of Jesus' robe. She was so shame-ridden that she would not even risk standing to talk to Jesus face-to-face. Yet when Jesus felt the power going out from him, he stopped and took the time to have a personal, intimate encounter with this unclean woman. In my mind, I see Jesus looking at this rejected and hopeless woman in the eye with such love that she would never be the same again. Then he spoke to her and said, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Now, remember, she was religiously unclean. She was an outcast. Yet her condition did not stop Jesus from taking the time to express his love for her. Another story. We know that Peter denied Jesus three times on the night he was to be betrayed and crucified. After the resurrection, the Bible paints the picture of Jesus coming to Peter, and I just imagine him putting his arm around Peter and speaking words of life and restoration. And due to the love and affirmation from Jesus, Peter the betrayer became Peter the leader of the way. Jesus looked beyond Peter's sin and betrayal, knowing what Peter was destined to become. In love, he called Peter back so that he could be the leader of this new church. There are many other stories of Jesus looking past people's sin and failures 
to call them into the destiny that he has for each one of them. And as far as I can tell, other than Jesus' rebuke for the Pharisees and hypocritical religious leaders, Jesus never condemned those in obvious sin. He forgave them and touched them with a love that changed them forever. The greatest demonstration of the love of Jesus was his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. Philippians 2, 7 and 8 says this about Jesus, that who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and becoming in the likeness of man. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. So why am I talking about the love of God? Because that was the focus of the life of Jesus, to share the love of the Father to a broken and hurting people. And I don't want anyone to miss experiencing the love of God for themselves. 1 John 4, 7 through 11 says this about the love of God. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this same love of God was manifest towards us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Friends, you don't have to end this day with any doubts about your relationship with Jesus. We're blessed that since we're still alive in this world, we can experience this love for ourselves by receiving Jesus into our lives. All you have to do is ask him to forgive you of your sins and receive his gift of salvation. Jesus took on human flesh and lived among us so that we could have an intimate relationship with Father God. So one day, we will all come to the end of this life. Until that day comes, we have the opportunity to be an expression of Jesus here on this earth. My challenge for all of us is to live in such a way that we experience the love of Jesus for ourselves on a daily basis and give his love away to those we encounter in this life. And on the day this life ends, we will enter into a new world where we will experience both the incredible love of Jesus, but also the love of Father God, because God is love. That's not what he does, it's who he is. There's only one thing in this universe that's stronger than death, and that's love. Father, I thank you that as we look at your word, you, you clearly show us your love. Every step of the way, every, every point we look at, it's your love that draws us. And Father, I just ask you right now that for those of us that are struggling with the thought of losing uh, our loved ones, help us to mourn well on this side of the grave, Lord, so that we can deal with our hurts and wounds. Help us to bring that hurt to you and invite you in to bring your healing to those wounded places. But then, Father, help us to also celebrate that our loved ones are in the presence of love itself. For God is love. You are love. So I just pray blessings on each one that's listening, Lord. Any place where there's woundedness due to the loss of a loved one, Father, bring your comfort. 
meet them in the middle of that place of woundedness and hurt and allow the Holy Spirit to set them free, to bring them the comfort. So Father, go with us now as we continue to walk this life out. Help us to experience the love that you have for us on a daily basis. And then give that love away to everyone we meet. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us on the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast today. We pray you are blessed and equipped with biblical truth, empowering you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. To learn more about the ministry of Restoring the Foundations International, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.